Housemaids and servants are often people who come from impoverished backgrounds and seek better opportunities in wealthier countries. They leave their homes to earn a living in a foreign land with a stronger currency. While many of us treat them with compassion, unfortunately, some do not. Foreign maids worldwide often face inhumane and harsh treatment from their employers. This includes verbal abuse, demanding schedules, and even physical abuse. Many cases go unnoticed, but some become so severe that they cannot be hidden any longer. Today we discuss a particularly disturbing case that has shocked the public and even the judges. It is considered the worst abuse of a foreign domestic worker ever seen. This is the tragic story of the death of a Burmese maid in Singapore, Pyang Nai Don. Piang hailed from a humble background in the small Dimpi village of Myanmar. Tragedy struck early in her life when her parents passed away when she was just four or five years old, leaving behind ten children to fend for themselves. Life was tough for these siblings, but they managed by cultivating and selling vegetables on their small plot of land. They also held on to their faith, believing that life would improve someday. At the age of 15, Piang had to leave school to assist in caring for her younger siblings. However, her life took another turn when she became pregnant and gave birth in 2013 at around 21 years old. She now had an additional responsibility. Her son named Mong Lam Tuang, which motivated her to work even harder. She took up a job as a construction worker to provide for her family. Unfortunately, working in construction as a woman didn't bring in enough income. It was during this challenging time that Piang learned from fellow villagers that working overseas, particularly in domestic work, could offer better pay. Piang pondered this idea and quickly made the decision to go to Singapore as a domestic worker to secure a better future for her family. Her dream was to buy a decent house and a piece of land after three years of hard work. There was a small obstacle, though. Piang was only 22 years old, while the legal working age for domestic workers in Singapore is 23. Undeterred, Piang decided to take a risk and bribed her agent to falsify her birth date in the documents, making her appear as if she had just turned 23, thus legalizing her immigration. Like many other domestic workers, Piang spent her early days in Singapore waiting for a job placement at the labor agency. Eventually, she was hired by a family in Bishan Town. This family consisted of a wife, husband, grandmother, and two children. The wife, Gayatiri Murungayan, was 35 years old and married to a police sergeant named Kevin Shelvin. Initially, Piang was overjoyed. But it didn't take long for her to realize that this opportunity would become a nightmare. Working for this family felt more like imprisonment for Piang. She seldom had the chance to leave the house, except for running essential errands. 
Even the other maids in the area rarely saw her except when she was working on the plants or cleaning the windows with great care. She came across as a thin, quiet, and polite girl to the neighbors. Not many of them had meaningful conversations with her to realize that something was amiss. Little did they know, Piang was enduring unimaginable suffering inside that house. Let's start with how Gayatiri treated her, which can only be described as inhumane. Gayatiri considered Piang so filthy and repugnant that she made her wear multiple masks while working. Additionally, she forbade Piang from having a cell phone. Even the grandmother, Prema, joined in the abusive treatment. Piang had to eat quickly to avoid getting yelled at, and she had to clean the house perfectly or she could be subjected to name-calling. What began as a toxic work environment escalated into physical abuse just five months into Piang's employment, starting in October 2015. Getting slapped or hit became a daily occurrence for Piang. She endured multiple punches and kicks, sometimes for the smallest mistakes. Yet, because of her small stature and her responsibilities to care for her loved ones, she suffered in silence. And this physical and verbal abuse was not without concrete evidence. In fact, it was all captured by the CCTV cameras installed by Kevin Shalvam inside his house. At one point, Kevin even admitted to using a bat to beat Piang. Piang only received medical checkups 10 months after starting her job with the family. When asked about the bruises on her body, the family claimed that she often fell and hurt herself due to clumsiness. It's hard to believe that one could accidentally bruise themselves so many times in just 10 months. The agency responsible for domestic workers' well-being conducted surveys to check on their working conditions, but strangely, found nothing wrong inside the home. Despite complaints, Shalvam always declined the Ministry of Manpower's offer to switch to a new maid, as if the family enjoyed using Piang as their personal punching bag. In addition to enduring physical abuse, Piang was also deprived of food. She was only allowed to eat one piece of bread and drink water each day, leading to a severe malnutrition. She was allowed to sleep for a maximum of five hours a day. One can only imagine the horrors she endured in this hellish environment. The power imbalance was overwhelming, and Piang, being new to the country, felt powerless to fight back. Occasionally, she managed to sneak in a call to her family in Myanmar, but she never complained about her situation. However, on July 12, 2016, about a year into her employment, Piang called her family and expressed her desire to return home. She concealed the true extent of her suffering, claiming she wasn't feeling well and wanted to spend time in the village again. Her employers discovered this call and became furious with Piang. They had no intention of letting her escape so easily, so they resorted to cruel measures. They tied Piang to the window grill to prevent her from escaping, and she was forced to sleep on the floor. Despite this, the beatings continued, with Piang enduring daily abuse. This continued for another 12 days. On July 25th, Gayatiri and Prema both assaulted Piang, accusing her of stealing food from the refrigerator. But wasn't Piang tied up? 
They kept pulling her hair and kicking her while she begged for mercy. Moving to July 26, it was the day when the most severe abuse occurred. It's unclear what triggered it, but Gayatiri began beating Piang at 5 a.m. She stomped on Piang's neck with full force and yanked her hair so hard that her neck bent backward twice. As if that weren't enough, Gayatiri then choked her, even though Piang had lost consciousness. When they realized Piang wasn't responding, they initially brushed it off, thinking she simply didn't want to wake up. However, when Gayatiri's husband was leaving for work around 7 a.m., they noticed that Piang wasn't moving at all. They tried to revive her, but she remained unresponsive. To avoid drawing attention, they called a clinic for a house call treatment and told the nurse that their maid had passed out on the kitchen floor. The clinic agreed to send a doctor. While waiting, they changed Piang into cleaner clothes and untied her, perhaps to conceal the evidence. When the doctor arrived and examined Piang, she was pronounced dead. Both women acted surprised and claimed that Piang had been moving earlier. The doctor wasted no time and called for an ambulance and the police to investigate. The police arrived around 11 a.m. and secured the scene to keep curious neighbors at bay. A maid was discovered dead, covered in bruises and almost skeletal inside their house, and their attempt to suggest she had been alive earlier seemed like a painfully obvious lie, even to a child. Piang's death was due to severe brain damage caused by lack of oxygen and neck trauma. The autopsy by Dr. George Paul found she had 31 recent scars and 47 injuries, and was extremely malnourished to the point of near starvation. Gayatiri's choking caused oxygen deprivation to Piang's brain, contributing to her death. Piang had also lost 38% of her body weight, weighing only 24 kilograms at the time of her death. The police easily pieced together the evidence, and on Wednesday, July 27th, they arrested both Gayatiri and Prema, who offered no resistance, as it would have been futile. The very next day, both Gayatiri and Prema were charged with first-degree murder by the state courts of Singapore. It's widely known that a conviction for first-degree murder carries the death penalty in Singapore, yet neither woman displayed any emotion when faced with these charges. A thorough investigation was initiated to gather evidence for both the prosecution and defense teams, including CCTV footage, witness statements, and psychological assessments. In April 2020, the psychological assessments of Gayatiri and Prema were completed. Gayatiri was diagnosed with obsessive-compulsive personality disorder and postpartum depression. This diagnosis was supported by her behavior, such as instructing her sister-in-law to wear a shower cap to avoid dirtying the shower with her hair, and her habit of excessively cleaning the house. Postpartum depression was also a factor contributing to Gayatiri's inability to control her emotions. While people with depression are not typically prone to violence, Gayatiri's combination of sleep deprivation and the responsibility of caring for her second child may have triggered her explosive anger. However, it's essential to clarify that having OCD and postpartum depression does not make someone a murderer. As a result of the psychiatric assessment, the charges were reduced from murder to culpable homicide. 
This change meant that the potential sentence was reduced from the death penalty to a maximum of life in prison, along with possible caning or fines. Furthermore, investigators discovered that the CCTV footage had been concealed. Shelvin removed the CCTV system immediately after Piang's death with assistance from Prema. When questioned by the criminal investigation officer about the presence of CCTV in his house, Shelvin lied, claiming it had been removed a year earlier. In reality, Shelvin was well aware that using the CCTV footage as evidence would result in more severe sentencing. After its removal, the CCTV was passed from person to person for safekeeping. Initially, it went to Prema, who then gave it to her daughter-in-law. Finally, the woman's husband handed it over to a friend for safekeeping. However, the police quickly caught on and successfully retrieved the CCTV footage from the cooperative friend. The footage revealed the family pouring cold water on her and brutally assaulting her with their feet, hands, and even metal objects. Gayatiri even burned Piang with a hot iron and choked her. Some of these abuses occurred in front of Gayatiri's infant son, who was nearby playing games while Piang was being tortured. As for the trial of these three individuals, Gayatiri's trial took place in late February 2021, and she faced up to 114 charges related to torture. Represented by her two lawyers, Gayatiri pleaded guilty to culpable homicide and 27 other charges. For the prosecutors, the gravity of Gayatiri's actions warranted the most severe punishment. The defense team, taking into account the psychological state of the woman, saw the maximum sentence of 14 years in prison for Gayatiri. They argued that she hadn't abused her previous four mates, implying that she could be rehabilitated. Gayatiri even went as far as threatening to retract her guilty plea if sentenced to life imprisonment. Next was Prema's trial in November 2022, where she faced a total of 50 charges related to abuse and torture of the deceased maid. She pleaded guilty to only 48 charges and admitted to attempting to erase CCTV evidence. Prema's defense team argued for leniency, portraying Prema as a loving and caring grandmother who tended to Piang's bruises and wounds before her death. The idea that taking care of someone after harming them could absolve guilt was met with skepticism. Lastly, Kevin Shelvin's trial took place. He divorced his wife in 2020 and had been suspended from his duties as a police officer since 2016. Shelvin faced five charges, which, when combined, carried a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. During his hearing, he disrupted proceedings at least three times to consult with his lawyer. His sentencing has not yet occurred. Despite all the legal maneuvering, the prosecution and the high court remained resolute. In the end, Gayatiri received a 30-year prison sentence, while Prema was sentenced to 17 years. The court deemed them unremorseful and malevolent individuals, deserving of severe punishment. Upon hearing her sentence, both Gayatiri and Prema applied for an appeal. Gayatiri attempted to argue that she had exchanged WhatsApp messages with Piang's family in Myanmar and that they had forgiven her. 
She even tried to submit additional psychiatric assessments from two different psychiatrists, seemingly shouting, I'm mentally ill, so please forgive me. However, the Court of Appeal saw through these clear lies and dismissed the so-called evidence on May 20, 2022. The brutal death of Piang Naidon deeply shocked the public and the government. The Ministry of Manpower provided full insurance compensation to her family members in Myanmar, but no amount of money could bring back their beloved Piang. Despite their anger, the public rallied together and donated a total of $200,000 in 2021 to support the family in their daily lives. For Piang's son, the Myanmar embassy in Singapore would take care of his education funds. Piang now rests beside her parents in Myanmar. Piang's brother shared with the media his intention to tell Piang's son about his mother and teach him not to respond to evil with evil. The family aspired for Piang's son to grow up as a righteous and compassionate individual. This is truly a heart-wrenching case. Piang Nai Don was a young woman who courageously sacrificed for her family. Her hopes and dreams were cruelly stolen by heartless individuals who showed no remorse for their actions. The question of why remains unanswered. That was the story of Piang Nai Don's tragic death. May we always remember her and strive to treat others with compassion. Treating others as we wish to be treated remains a fundamental principle to live by. That's all for today. Thanks for watching.